More than 800 people have been killed by a powerful 6.8 magnitude earthquake, the strongest to hit the North African nation in more than a century. So the quake struck late last night. It centered high in the mountains around the tourist destination of Marrakesh. Uh, the tremors brought down parts of historic buildings and homes, and people just ran into the streets. Look at this video. Two men run when they begin to feel the shaking. And then moments later, you see panicked people running by and then rubble falling where those men were just moments before. Look at that. There you go. There's a rubble falling. Nearly 700 people were reportedly injured in the quake. And now there is a race to reach the victims in the most affected area. But officials say rescue teams are struggling to get to some of these places. CNN's Ben Wiedemann is joining us now. He's following this story. Ben, we know that this large earthquake hit at around 11 p.m. local time. So a lot of people must have been sleeping. Um, you know, what are the latest on the rescue efforts? And tell us more about these concerns that you know, more people might be trapped under the rubble. Yes, from all accounts, we're hearing from people on the ground in that part of Morocco that uh, those rescue efforts are moving ahead at a fast pace because it is believed there are still many people uh, under the rubble. Now, the earthquake struck at 13 minutes past 11 o'clock Friday evening. There were many people were at home, but also many people were still out and about. It's still warm this time of year uh, in Morocco. And you can see from that video that people were in restaurants and whatnot, had to rush out into the streets. And since that earthquake took place, there have been at least a dozen aftershocks. So many people are still staying outside for fear uh, that buildings could collapse. And what we're hearing is that many buildings have collapsed, not just in Marrakesh itself, but in the towns and villages in the high Atlas Mountains. I've uh, been through that, uh, that area before. It's very rugged and very difficult for the rescue teams to reach those areas. Now, CNN was able to get through uh, to one woman, Fatima, who lives in the remote town of Asni. What she told us is that I barely got the chance to grab the children and run out before I saw my house collapsing in front of my eyes. The neighbor's house also collapsed, and she said there are also two dead people under the rubble. And in that particular town, uh, the rescue workers haven't even arrived at that point when CNN spoke to her just a little while ago. Now, we understand that in addition to Moroccan authorities doing what they can, and this includes the military to join in this rescue effort, for instance, the United Arab Emirates is, is setting up an air bridge to provide uh, Morocco with help. Israel is assembling uh, rescue crews to send to Morocco as well. In France, uh, they've mobilized to try to assist. For instance, the mayor of Marseille has assembled a team of firefighters to participate uh, in the rescue effort. As far as the death toll, the last we heard from Moroccan television is that it was at least 820 people dead, but the assumption is that that number, unfortunately, will increase. Amra, Victor. Ben Wiedemann reporting on the very dire situation there in Morocco. Thanks so much. Uh, we spoke this morning also with Benjamin Brown. He's a CNN researcher who was in Marrakesh when that earthquake struck. Yeah, he told us he was on a hotel rooftop when the earthquake hit, and he describes the initial uncertainty and then seeing a large cloud of dust rise from the sky. Here he is.
made our way to, to open ground far away from high-rise walls and, and tall buildings that, that may collapse, obviously, with the damage they'd already suffered, but also with potential aftershocks. And, um, yeah, that's really when, when the panic, I feel, started to kick in for people, when people saw the, the true extent of the damage, but also of the horrific injuries. I saw many people carried out of buildings and stretchers, one person wrapped in a carpet being brought onto the streets, and uh, some of them were what appeared to be very bad head injuries, um, a lot of blood. And I even saw one instance in which a woman had to be turned away by an ambulance crew because the ambulance was full of injured people, and they simply said they couldn't take her, take her in the ambulance. We, we did manage to see, see the damage, and the walls had come down. Um, in, in Marrakesh, we're speaking about a city structure with many, many old buildings, old walls, part of what obviously is the tourist attraction of this place, uh, old walls that had their tiles fallen off, to some extent large rocks even that had fallen off the century-old city walls just crashing into the streets below. So, yeah, a, a, site, a street littered in, in rubble and, uh, and littered in tiles and rocks. Joining us now is Kishore Jaiswal, a research civil engineer at the U.S. Geological Survey. Kishore, thank you for uh, being with us. We know that there's already been a 4.9 um, aftershock. What should we expect over the next several hours and days as it relates to potentially more of those massive aftershocks? Yeah, good morning, Victor and Amira. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, before I begin, I must say my thoughts and prayers to the Moroccan people. What they witnessed in the, during the last 12 hours is, is really mind-boggling. Uh, they are really going through some hardship uh, as, as we see these things unfold in front of our eyes. Coming back to your question, this earthquake was a pretty significant size. Uh, it was magnitude 6.8. And uh, an earthquake of that size can clearly produce number of aftershocks mainly in the range of magnitude fives. And there is a small chance that in a, an aftershock could be even higher than the main shock. However, uh, we have so far recorded a magnitude 4.9, which was within first 20, 30 minutes of the main shock. And the aftershock activity does continue. This, this main shock had a very shallow depth and which was one of the important reasons for uh, very strong shaking in fact, our initial estimates suggested that about 400,000 people experienced very strong shaking in this earthquake. You know, considering 2.8 million people. Excuse me for cutting yes. off there. Uh, apologies, but you know, considering that there are more aftershocks expected, I do want to ask you, considering your background as well in engineering, regarding the infrastructure of many of these buildings in a historic city like Marrakesh, what are your concerns in terms of these buildings and the fact that they're already compromised from the first earthquake and what might happen to them during these aftershocks? Amira, you are absolutely right. Let, let me explain. These buildings are very different from what we see in the United States. Uh, just to give an example, if you go in a rural area in this country, you are typically going to look at mud brick buildings, adobe constructions, stone masonry, or unreinforced weak masonry, uh, maybe made of standard block uh, if they are newer. So these are predominantly one to two story high, located on slopes, and really vulnerable to earthquake shakings. 
So even a Mercury 5 can easily bring those structures down if it is very close to those populated centers. And thus, any aftershock can has a potential to bring some of these vulnerable buildings down. And thus, really affects how the post-earthquake reconnaissance missions as well as the search and rescue missions should be conducted in mm -hmm. such environment. Kishore, um, I heard you say that uh, 400,000 people experienced strong shaking, and then you're about to give us another uh, estimate. What was that? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, according to Pager uh, system at USGS, we estimated around 400,000 to be experiencing very strong shaking. And that itself speaks to, given the availability of, you know, large number of vulnerable buildings, that could be quite lethal. As you can see, uh, even though the earthquake location was a sparsely populated area uh, in the Atlas Mountain region, and not really close to a major population center like like the big city there. Uh, but given the high vulnerability, it's it's quite obvious that you would expect large number of casualties coming from this earthquake. The other estimate I was saying about was about 2.8 million, which covers both ends of the uh, areas of the epicentral region. Uh, on the north side, you have a big city, uh, and on the south, uh, you have another city called Agadir. Uh, which also has experienced a big earthquake in 1960 and killed about 10,000 people. So it's a very vulnerable region of this of this world, yeah. Well, we have 10 seconds. I just want to ask you, especially for the people who are on the ground sleeping outside, concerned about these aftershocks, at what point uh, will these aftershocks dissipate and won't be pose such a, a, a an issue or a problem? Like I said, magnitude 6.8 can have number of aftershock. That activity could continue for days and weeks, uh, for that matter. So, mm -hmm. so it's it's definitely a precarious situation where these activities will potentially continue. All right, uh, Kishore Jaiswal. Yes, got it, got it. Thank you so much for the information. We really appreciate you joining us.